This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, Season 2, Episode 16. I'm your host, Maz, and I'm joined by Ryan Adser and Ben Spalding. This, we're oh, finished. Oh, we're finished. We've just done a count. We basically we do a countdown at the beginning of every podcast. Right we've got three, two, one. And I said three, and then there was a massive gap. Ryan said two, and then it said two again, and then it said three. It was like we were about to spit the heaviest rap song Bars ever. ever. Um, ever. Just to also as well, just in case, as you can probably tell, Ben's a bit delirious because he's got COVID. Uh, I'm also just a bit found un- out five minutes before we went on air, which is great. Yeah, so I can't go crazy tomorrow. So you're <laughs> you're fucked. Um, and then I'm I'm feeling a bit under the weather. I haven't got COVID because I tested negative, but I do still feel a bit shit. But Ryan, you're uh, gonna you know be our energy ball today. Oh mate, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive, boys. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna bring you're gonna bring the, the energy to get away from it. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm ready, mate. I'm ready. All right, well, let's let's you know, let's crack on. Let's not let's not waste any time. Um, So, what a result, boys! First win since September uh, against Brentford. So that's always nice, isn't it? When you win win a game of football, Um, I'm so good. You know, Josh, uh, our good friend of the podcast. Well, we could say friend. When he tweeted us, didn't he? During the day, he was like, "Hopefully, you don't go like a hundred days without a win." And yeah. I didn't even realise it was that bad at that point. 100 days. So I think yeah. it was at that point it was 98, wasn't it, on match day? Yeah, 98 oh, days. Oh, what a yeah, blessing. That that That's actually that bad. Horrendous. Like, when you actually deep it, <laughs> That's such, so that is bad. so bad. <laughs> um, but at least, look. At least the Curry you know, curse has been broken, though. That's the good thing. We're, we're out of it, that now. No, exactly. more, no more curse. I don't have to, don't, I don't have to ditch her anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over my face. No, you look at but yeah. So look, Brentford, great game. I thought. I thought we sat. Well, we sat with a four at the back, didn't we? This time, uh, which obviously a lot. Of, yeah. A lot of people were not questioning, but they were a bit like, okay, four at the back, not your usual back five. I thought. I thought it worked well. Ryan, what were your thoughts on the on the back four? Yeah, um, I was there. Um, I thought it was. I thought we played really well back to front. Um, I thought it was a potable day again. It, it felt like we had gone back to Potter playing his best football. Yeah, yeah. a masterclass. Um, you know, we never really looked threatened by Brentford, to be honest. They had a couple of chances, but nothing too 
too bad. I was impressed with Ivan Tony to be fair. He had a few good touches. His, his first touch is unreal. Um, mm. But other than that, yeah, they, they didn't really offer too much, to be fair. And I think back to front, as you say, like, yeah, we, we sat well at the back. Um, I thought Dan Byrne was fantastic. I thought he was my man of the match. Yeah, um, he was very good. And I actually want to talk about Byrne because um, obviously everyone gives stick to Byrne very easily. He's very a good, easy target. But I... Honestly, he hasn't had a bad game in a very long time now. I mean, we're talking like last season. Everyone just has like visions of Wolves at home and still remembers it. But then reality is mm. he's been very good. And there's no there's no mistaking <sighs> since um, Kukurea has been signed. He's really come back on. He's not it, being pushed out to left yeah. wing anymore. Yeah. Left wing back anymore. Basically. Right, Shall I go Ryan, back to where I started? <laughs> well, Shall I go back to we that? We can just say, go for it. Ryan is currently at his <laughs> girlfriend's who also lives in the sticks. Centre Park, Park <laughs> Um, yeah. and we've had more Wi-Fi troubles but now he's on his 4G and hopefully yeah. it will work but basically so, yeah, I was I saying was that saying, Dan Byrne deserves a lot of credit because Kukurela's yeah. yes. there yeah. yes I said that since we signed um, the Spanish man himself at left wing back who is to be honest by the way I think he's been one of our best sides we've made in yeah. recent history his impact's been unreal but I'll get on to that but I think since we've signed him Dan Byrne hasn't really put a foot wrong because he's not been played out of position and that's a left Left-sided centre half, he's as good as you can get, really, isn't he? I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be a Virgil Van Dijk or even a Lewis Dunk, sure. but he's he, he does a good job. And I think, to be honest with you, uh, he was he was our best player um, the other day. I, I really did think that. Um, I thought Kukure was brilliant. I thought um, Leandro Trossard and Neil Mope played probably their two best games in a while. Um, yeah, overall, I just thought we we played very yeah, well. Performances uh, thought, from the top to um, the bottom. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, that's on on the Dan Burr thing. I was, I was literally what I was going to say. I was going to say when I, you know when um, I think it was the beginning of the season where uh, we talked about when Kukurea came in and we were like, and I, and I, I personally said I was like, did, Dan Burn. Yeah, I, I said Dan Burn. He's a great option to have a centre half, as in he's a mm. great cover. And I think that's been proven that since he's gone from left wing back, which has never has been his natural position. And you know, I was one of those people who criticised him when he played left wing back because yeah, obviously, man. yeah, because it wasn't his natural position, and obviously he didn't play very well there. But since he's gone back to his natural, you know, centre back position, natural habitat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been brilliant. And um and um, obviously we have had a lot of injuries, haven't we? Like Webster's been out, we've had, you know, Dunk obviously now out, uh, Duffy's Duffy's yeah, Duffy, like you know, and he's had to come in and play his part and he's done it really well. So you can't knock him at all, like he, he's he's sort also, of was was it was that true about him bre- uh, breaking his shoulder, uh, dislocating his shoulder in the tenth oh, yeah. minute or something like that? And he played the whole game with a dislocated oh, really? shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he knew he, he hurt himself, in. but I didn't realize he actually dislocated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, and he put, played the whole he, game. He, he got it put back wow. in on the tenth minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's mad. Oh, yeah, fair play. Wow. Yeah, hopefully fair play. He, well, yeah, hopefully he'll still be playing tomorrow because oh, sometimes it can be a bit iffy about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, should, should be right. But no, definitely no. He, he was brilliant. I thought. And uh, mm. you, you talk about Kukurea as well, Ryan. We might as well, mm. might as well um, start with him as well. He's been an absolute revelation. Best player in the league by far. Steady, steady, That's my COVID he's, brain. Talking. He's probably been. Um, yeah, he's probably been. Yeah, our, our best signing. Probably one of our best players this season. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, him and Trossard, I think, have been our players of the season. He, I, I don't recall. A time where where Kukurea's actually put anything less than eight out of ten performance. He's literally every single week consistently very good. And when he when he's not you know when he's not actually like coming forward and, and looking the part in that he he still puts in a very decent solid defensive performance. So he, he's got both both parts of the um, both parts of the game to him. So mm. yeah, I, I do rate Kukurea a lot. I think genuinely when you look back on some left backs, we've had some very good left backs, especially in recent history. Obviously we look back on Wayne Bridge and even Pocanoli more recently. But 
we haven't really tied down that left back spot for a while. Obviously, you had Gaetan Bong, who did a decent mm. job for a, for a couple of years, but in the Premier League, we haven't had that. Marcus Sutner was not very good. Um, who has to be? Solly March had a brief Sonny brief March. spell there, didn't yeah, he? Until we March got injured briefly. Yeah, and he's actually um, but it looks like fair. we've got a long term a long term sort of solution now, unless obviously he does get snapped up by yeah. a big side. Yeah, no, hundred percent, mate. Mate, I thought, um, what was it? I saw a tweet, um, someone made. I, it's, it was quite outlandish, and I, I hope it was a bit tongue in cheek. Well, I don't, I don't know. Let's, I'm going to open it to the floor, and I'll start with you, Ben. Basically, he said that he's the best left back in the league behind Cancelo, which is a big statement. Uh, considering Andy the, plays yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> considering, <laughs> considering there's a there's a there's a lot of talent in in the Premier League at the left back spot. Let's start with you, Ben. Well, how do you rank him in in the in let's say out of all the Premier League sides, out of all their left backs, where do you sort of rank him, Kukurea? Uh, I mean, yeah, if you're going on form right now, he's definitely in contention for sure. You can't you can't deny that. Like you think about the top teams. Well, they've got Sergio Regulon at Spurs. I don't think he... I know, I know he plays, but he's not playing consistently. Yeah, got Alex Tellez, who's coming for sure. He hasn't really yeah. done amazing at United uh, since he's come into the side. Um, obviously, Chilwell was injured. So, yeah, literally, you'd probably say on recent form, he's definitely yeah. up there with Robertson and Cancelo for sure. But, yeah, it's an outlandish statement, but it's definitely some facts behind it. No, no, mate, I, yeah. I think he's definitely a top... Like, I'd say top three, because um, considering the players that are out injured and the ones that are, yeah. are playing are a bit out of form, yeah, I don't, I don't see it's that that big of a statement to be honest. Mm. But yeah, Ryan, I think if you if you base just off recent recent performances, I think yeah. obviously if you're going to say something like you got to wait another season or two until you know he, he's really yeah. proven it for a good yeah, year yeah. or two. Um, but yeah, I, as I say, I don't recall the last time he, he put anything less than sort of an eight out of ten uh, performance in. So um, he's a, he's always very reliable. He wins tackles very very. Easily, to be honest, he makes it look very easy. Uh, comes forward well, has a good cross on him. Um, has had that mm. shot as well a couple of a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, I think genuinely he's he's got pretty much everything you want in a left back to him. Really, yeah. I, I couldn't really name a, a weakness in his game at the moment. This 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 is what I've said before in um, a few other podcasts. Where basically, like, if I've gone into another channel, they always ask me about Quick Ray. They're like, oh, like what what do you think of him? And I always say, I feel like he's got. So you know, like for example, like Wan Bissaka or. Um, you know, like I'm trying to think of someone else. Basically, they're, they're either very, very good at one thing. So they're either really mm. good at attacking or they're really good at defending. But I feel like um, Kukurea's got the nice mix of both. Yeah, he so he's good. He's good at going forward, but he's also good defensively. Whereas a lot mm. of a lot of fullbacks, I've only have. Well, apart from Cancelo, who's very good at well, both. People say that Trent's only good at attacking, don't they? He says, yeah. They always say yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. not really good at... Well, like, you yeah. look at Tarek Lamptey as well. I mean, you look on the oh, other no, side, we've both. got another gem there. Yeah. And he yeah. can do both, really. Yeah, we've he's got, flying we've got two tackles, of the best fullbacks. He's flying yeah. some tackles. And... Oh, oh, mate. Mate. He put in a fantastic one. Um, and he got a foul was... in the second half. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was oh, bad, yes. mate. Yeah, in the second half, he got he got booked. Not he didn't get booked. Yeah, it was such a good tackle. Yeah, and he put in a he put in a really mad one. I mean, most people, if it, if it's bouncing in front of you, you just put your leg in to try and you know mm. just try and get it clear. But he dives in with his head and clears oh, it yeah, out. And, I don't know if you remember Burma. that bit. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah it was right, in yeah. Burma. He just goes out and clears. I just I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. That I thought little five foot four Tarek Lamptey's literally getting around someone and it's heading warrior, past him. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think going back to your point, Ryan, like how we haven't nailed down the sort of left back position. I suppose you could say the same. But well, but now that we've got both full back positions nailed on, it's so like it's nice yeah. as a fan. It's like it's so reassuring. We've had that, have we, for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So it's, mm. it's, re- it's really nice just to have that sort of reassurance, so to speak. Um, yeah. But going back to the game, uh, we, haven't, we haven't discussed the game. We, we get so we haven't, discuss- we haven't discussed Enoch and Wepu. Like, like we said earlier, there were so many players that played unbelievable. Like, I think I, yeah. I uh, compared Adam Lallana to Kante at one point in the first <laughs> half just because he was, he was like winning the balls. He was like, doing a lot of yeah. defensive work, which I haven't really seen him do before. And then we could probably go on to the goal now, like Enoch and Wepu's ball. I saw yeah, some uh, African football page. They were saying that they've actually got a name for that ball here. They're like, he doesn't look, he doesn't have to look for the player. He just knows where he is. And that it's got a certain name for Enoch Wepu's pass when he nice. does that. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was a pretty bonkers uh, tweet. So maybe so maybe where he gets his, uh, gets his computer nickname. Yeah, he gets his computer nickname from. But yeah, great ball. And then obviously yeah. the finish. Oh, mate, the oh, finish. Fantastic finish. Sublime. Really, really, really good finish. So That's a man good. who's playing at the form of his life. That is, mm. you know, that that finish is not easy to pull off. I mean, oh. he's, he's made it look very easy, but my God, if you tried yeah, that, so I, I, it's, it's going over the bar every single time, isn't it? Or, yeah. or you're just going to miss the ball completely. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's no, been I, he's been brilliant and he trots up oh, this mate, season. He's really, yeah, really been what our best fit, Mate, to do that first, it was the first time as well, like just to like loft that over Didn't the even keeper. bounce, did it? No, no, oh, no, he bounced. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it didn't even bounce. Yeah, yeah. Just straight off his foot. Mate, such, such a good finish. Goal. Yeah, such oh, a good goal. Days. And then, um, obviously, and then, and then, I mean, listen, the build-up play for Mope's goal was fantastic. Yeah. Like, the way, was it Moda onto Trossard? Uh, yeah, yeah, and then Moda, and then the finish yeah. from mate, the finish from Mope was unreal. Like it was literally. I don't think you can. You know when they say top bins, that was literally. Top you can't bins. get it anymore. Top <laughs> yeah, end. yeah. It literally doesn't get any more top corner. No. Than that. Oh mate, the fact it's Neil as well. It's just I, I love yeah, the fact yeah. he's flying at the moment. Moda's really, assist. Really Moda's assist was a nutmeg as well to top it all yeah. off. Yeah, and then was, you got yeah. you got Janssen, who's one of the most hated centre backs in the league, just like <laughs> slide again. Like, no. mate, <laughs> such good finish. And then and obviously two 0 I thought. Because you know we haven't scored more than two goals all season, which is uh, mm. quite quite. And Neil Mope, fact. sorry, that reminds me of that's Neil. That's only Neil's second goal from outside the box in the Premier League. I think. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it is crazy. And uh, uh, on, on with um, Mope actually, that's his seventh goal of the season, isn't it? So yeah. he's he looks like he's gonna one break his own record. I don't think he's gonna hit below ten this season unless he really goes on a barren run now. Um, but also, he's only one goal off uh, Murray's Premier League record as well. So, Mo- yeah. uh, Mope is literally two goals away from being all-time Premier League top scorer Agreed. in the same amount of time as Glenn Murray. So, could everyone, everyone who's given <laughs> a stick over the past year and a half, please come outside? I just want to talk because yeah, seriously, like apology. let's start. Let's stop putting some respect on Neil Mope's name. I mean, he started making the fans really love him now, and he's taking chances. He's being clinical with them too. So, mm. you know, it, it's clear to see what a bit of confidence and a bit of love, you know, with the Mope's new chant and everything. A bit of love was given to him, and yeah, yeah that was I, that I was rocking. Him. That was rocking, mm. despite how many, having like two fans there at the Amex. Like, it's kind of similar to the City game where there was, wasn't the <laughs> yeah. same R- amount of fans, right. but it was, but it was proper, well, not, I fan. say proper fans. It was fans yeah. that are there to sing and they really got behind the team yeah. then. It was, the, mm. the atmosphere was, was pretty decent. What was the atmosphere yeah, like, Ryan? Because obviously you, you, you were, yeah, you were in the, you were in the ground. Yeah, it was, it was the best I've seen it in probably since City, to be honest. I mean, I'm not saying it was, you know, it wasn't absolutely rocking all the way through. It wasn't Anfield on a European night by any, by any stretch, yeah. but it was, it was literally, you know, pretty good. And when we scored, obviously, when Mope scored, but, uh, that, that chant uh, went literally all the way around the Amex and even mm. the East Stand was chanting. And I don't think I've seen the East Stand chant I saw what people the were first season that. of the Premier League. So, like, you know, I was meant is... to be in the East Stand as well. My, um, I was, like, it, was probably, it was probably like three o'clock. My cousin called me and he was like, I've got two tickets for the 1901 club. And I was like, oh, but I was so ill on the sofa on Boxing Day. Could not yeah. get up. I was just, I was so annoyed. Yeah, so annoyed I had to pass it up. But yeah, 
I would have been in the East End for the first time. And so also as well, because obviously there was there's a big there was a big um, a big thing made obviously about the transport. Basically, it was a bit a bit of a shit show to be honest, wasn't it? Like so, Mess, uh, mate. transport uh, ticket sharing systems. Obviously, we could talk about that in, a little bit later on. Obviously, uh, with Paul Barber's statements as well. Uh, but yeah, like basically, it, it, a lot of fans couldn't make it to the game. Just so I'm clear. Why was the transport? Why was it such a mess? Is it just because they don't run on that day? Or boxing day, isn't it? Boxing day, wasn't it? Yeah. But, it's, <laughs> but, but there's other. Most tra- on but, boxing day. But I swear you can get like, for example, you can go to London or like. Can, can you not? I'm pretty sure. I guess it must have been just like Brighton Station trains to to the Falmer. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Lewis um, trains ever run. You know, you think Falmer's literally if you if you've got a train to Falmer, yes, in the middle of nowhere, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a yeah, a bit of a nightmare one to get to. Like, so, I had to go, yeah, yeah I had to go to like Lewis, like when I went um, the, the other week for Leeds, I had to go to like Lewis, and then from Lewis to the, oh, it was just yeah, it was so mm. shit. Well, we um, bought parking, um, so we got parking at the uni of Sussex, um, so it basically gives you anywhere in the in the uni to park. Oh yeah, but it took yeah. us literally. I don't even know. I think we're stuck in trouble for about 40 minutes. So Jesus. I got there 15, min- 15 minutes before kickoff. And I got out because my dad was still parking. He didn't get into the gra- into the ground until 30 minutes played. So just after Trossard scored. Oh, shit. So that's how okay. bad it was. Like we, He literally could what? not park because everyone was obviously it, parking. Oh, and, um, right, right, right. And, right. and then on the way out, so you come over the bridge, and I've parked there for quite a few times, but you couldn't... They, they were stopping everyone because they were doing it as buses. So if they're really yeah, worried about this whole COVID thing, they had thousands of people just stacked to the top of this and just waiting to like, you literally just move and they wouldn't let you move um, because they were assuming that everyone was getting a bus, but we weren't. We were just parking and I'm assuming quite a lot of the people around were just parking, but we were all stuck there at the top of the thing for literally about 10 minutes. And I was just like, mate, we just want to get home. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I've had to get but, the shuttle bus um, back from, uh, what festival was it? Uh, Boundary, like couple of years and yeah and it is absolute hell getting back yeah. from there so i can't imagine what it would have been like for the for, for, for yeah as well. i mean you think you've got what probably 15 20 000 fans there i mean probably not twenty thousand, probably about fifteen thousand fans there i mean majority of them are going to be getting buses Driving, yeah. or they're going to mm. have done you know some sort of drive there and yeah, yeah I, I mean, to be it. fair to the club, I'll give credit to the club because obviously it isn't easy to pull that off. I mean, when you've literally got all public transport cancelled, um, they've done a, a very decent job considering where the Amex is and the infrastructure is not great in itself anyway. I mean, they've done a decent job to actually get people to and from the Amex. But, but here's the yeah, question, though, Ron. Would, the would, Sky have, would Sky have like said to Brighton and obviously uh, Brentford as well, say, look, we want, we want to move this fixture to eight o'clock so it's on TV? Or would they say, no, we have moved it. You have to deal with it. Is it? Or well, is it I assume they just say. Well, it's clearly there's clearly not. Uh, there's no consideration to fans now, is there? I mean, I, I, yeah. I can't no, imagine. Wondering if there's like, consideration to the club as well, whether they go. Uh, will this be? Will this be doable? Is there going to be transport? Well, I can't. Like I can't imagine because you know you see Klopp complains every two minutes of the day anyway. Um, mm. We just don't kick up a fuss about it. But I mean, yeah. you know, Klopp, Klopp's moaning in the media all the time about the the kickoff times and saying that BT are a disgrace and that Sky are a disgrace and whoever. So. Uh, so yeah, I just yeah, it's clearly not something that the club want. But um, yeah, I, I could not think of a more stupid time to kick off than eight o'clock on a Boxing Day. I, yeah. I mean, I was just like, I, mate, I don't want to go to this. I'm just, I'm shattered. I always go bed. I want to go to bed. But no, it's a good job I did go because uh, it's a good game. But um, no, yeah. I just think it's it's just ridiculous. People can't get to that. I mean, physically, I know so many people that didn't go because they physically couldn't get home. Mm. So where's the logic in that? I Getting don't know. Home but that's down to Sky there. TV and whatever. So. 
Um, yeah, getting home must have been horrible if you didn't drive. I mean, I, I would have hated to get one of them buses and packed into it. It's just, oh, I think mm. that would have driven That's me probably mad. why so many people have got COVID. <laughs> Imagine so many people have yeah. got COVID just from getting in those little crap Yeah, buses. yeah. An unbelievable turn of events. Maz dipped out. <laughs> what? Ryan did. I think that's the first. Ryan had the cheek. Uh, Ryan had the cheek yeah. to say. Yeah, Ryan piped up. Um, yeah, he's like, oh, we were. Me. I had to. Look, you've got to take your chance in this game. You've got to take your chance. Yeah, yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'll rate it. I'll rate it, Ryan. I'll rate it. I'll rate it. But we uh, <laughs> we were going on to talk about Bobby Sanchez because I think you could. Some people, could, well, you could argue uh, that he saved us, didn't he? Really, twice mm. from a from a draw. Really, two, yeah. So two key saves. All hail Bobby Sanchez. What the first one though? Had deflection with yeah. his legs, How and then just that? kind of skims over the bar on yeah. my days. That's yeah, unbelievable yeah. save. But yeah, what are your thoughts? Do you know what? Do you know? Rem- I, I, I know it's just like the Spanish connection, but it's like sort of like a David de Gea save, isn't it? You know, David mm. de Gea loves to use his feet. He um, loves the dramatic, like, dramatic yeah, save as well, doesn't he? The dramatic, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was very da- David de Gea esque, and, and considering David de Gea is on on flames at the moment, he's probably in like probably mm. revived his sort of seventeen eighteen season. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought I thought I'd do a little comparison there, but on that, let's talk about because I saw. Well, it's a question I, I wanted to pose, really, and it's similar to the Kukurea question, but again, it's sort of one to open to the floor. Uh, we'll start with you, Ryan. Bobby Sanchez, where do you rank him in the Premier League goalkeeper? So again, it's very similar to the Kukurea question, but where do you rank him? Because uh, I saw, yeah, a lot of talk about him, like, you know, really becoming one of the, uh, again, I saw another tweet, someone saying, yeah, like one of the best players, uh, goalkeepers in the league. Um, and he's really coming to his fall, like becoming a bit more consistent. What are your thoughts on Sanchez and, yeah, where he sits in sort of the the, the top tier? Um, I think with Sanchez, he's got a long way to go, but he's definitely got the potential. I mean, statistically, he's up there with some of the best goalkeepers in the league. I mean, in every stat, he's literally... Pretty much up there with clean sheets. Mm. You name it, he's up there. Um, I think the one thing that Sanchez probably needs to work on the most is his kicking now, which is probably something that we never thought we'd say because his kicking towards the beginning of his Brighton career was very, very good. Um, I think that probably this season mostly he's been... Yeah, his kicking hasn't always been the best, to put it that way. Um, but overall, yeah, he makes some very, very, very good saves. Um, he just he just has moments in him. I mean, it wasn't long ago we were talking about, you know, he was on a really bad run of form and he was the weakest link in the side. So, yeah, I think it would be hard it'd be hard to say, you know, he's up there with, you know, whoever. I wouldn't even put him in the top 10 yet because I think it's just you've got to, you've got to let him develop first. He, he's got the potential, 100%. Um, but yeah. I just think he's... He still has it in him to really cause a problem sometimes. Yeah. But I, I do yeah. like him. Don't get me wrong. You yeah, can see no, the definitely. potential. You can really see the potential of some of the saves he makes. Like I think that's that's not the first time that the season where he's made that save. I think it was a Pinnock header. And literally like scoops it off the line and out. Yeah, and obviously yeah. hits his shoulder yeah. and it's a post. But that's not the first time he's done that this season. That the reflexes. Oh, so mate, it's such a good save. Yeah, for, for a big a man save. as well. Like he's what six foot six. Like yeah. to get yeah, Ryan's right, seen him a couple of times in Nando, so he can probably tell us. Yes, yeah, so like he's he's an absolute beast of a keeper, but to have those kind of reflexes for for that height and and he, he's stocky as well. It's not like he's skinny and six foot six. He's mm. like a fucking he's built like a bit of a shit giant, isn't he? Yeah, mm. and um, yeah, like the, the way he gets down, he's mad. But yeah, I, I personally would rank him like I'd say he's you know I, I think like the likes of Allison Edison. Um, even like the likes of Ramsdale this season have been better. Um, you know, if you're going to be comparing him to other goalkeepers, but I think he's definitely, you know, he's, he's making a claim now for a sort of like yeah. top five goalkeeper 
uh, in the league, you know, in terms of consistency um, and, that, and that kind of stuff. Like, he's pushing. If people were saying, if your people were saying Casper Schmeichel in the comments, then at the moment, no way. Casper, he's having stinkers. He's putting stinkers left, right, and centre for Leicester. Mm. Um, you could maybe argue Jose Sar, the uh, the hair look alike at Wolves, mm. potentially. But he's been good, actually. Yeah. He's, been, he's good, been good, but yeah, good. No, I definitely agree. He's definitely up there, one of the, the better goalkeepers. Well, like, he's, he's, I wouldn't say he's top five yet, but he's pushing. He's pushing yeah. towards that top five sort of spots um, and then he was actually saved by Cucurella and Dan Byrne like for one I can't believe that Mark Cucurella beat Dan Byrne for a header to clear that off a line that was mad. absolutely <laughs> mental I've always slated <laughs> Dan Byrne's heading ability and I know he won all his battles and stuff like that against Brentford but Mark Cucurella beat him in the air to clear it off yeah. the line like, what yeah. you can't make it up yeah I think um what I take from the from the Brentford game the most is we actually just had a bit of luck on our side, yeah. which makes a very, very big difference because you think over the even the past two years of us doing this podcast nearly a year and a half, we've not had any luck at all, really. I mean we've we've really been through it in terms of luck. Well um, Leicester, I'd say yeah. Leicester, Leicester game we, we were quite well, yeah, yeah, Leicester yeah, exactly. we edged it to be fair, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah. this 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 game again, it was we had the bounce of the ball, we had a bit of luck going our way. And yeah, that was the that was the difference at the end of the day. When you when the when things aren't going your way and you're Brentford and you're struggling um, you do have these things happen to you you know you don't necessarily deserve them but um, yeah Brentford I thought Brentford were actually really poor to be honest I, I did not think they were very good at all I thought genuinely them Watford lead to three of the worst teams I've seen at the Abex by an absolute mile mm. um, so yeah they, they were poor but yeah we had to we had to finish them off and we did clinically and that's something we have not been able to say for a very long time mm. What did yeah. you boys uh, make of Alexis McAllister? Because people will be screaming at us if we don't talk about him. Obviously, he came in. I was buzzing that he came back. And I, th- I think he done pretty well. I don't know yeah. what you guys yeah. think. Yeah, go on, Ryan. Um, I know you're a McAllister fan, so you, you kick off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, right. I want to um, I want to talk about McAllister because this is something I picked up from being at the top of the West. You get to watch the game. And, you know, sometimes people say, oh, Ryan, wouldn't you rather be in the atmosphere? Yes, but sometimes it is actually good just to be a bit of a nerd and watch it like you're playing football manager. Um, so that's what I did. And I watched it like I was playing football manager. So I watched uh, Alexa McAllister, Adam Lalana, Enoch Mwepu. I think it was Danny Welbert come on, uh, Neil Mope. Um, I was watching them five players, our attacking sort of players. I know Lalana played a bit deeper. But genuinely, we were pretty much playing without positions. And it sounds really weird, but we had... Danny Welbeck played all the way across the three without every single time he was playing all the way across the three. He went striker, he went left wing, he went right wing, he dropped deep. Mope did the same. Literally, left wing, right wing, striker, went deep. Mm. McAllister, exactly the same. Left, central, up front, right, dropped deep. We had Mwepu, did exactly the same. He went on the left, he went on the right, he went up front, he dropped deep. We had Moda, did exactly the same. So that in itself is potable. I mean, we can we can literally <laughs> Just play everyone free roaming apart from five players across four or five different different positions. That is mad. I mean, I was watching it. I was like, that movement is actually nuts. Like, I was like, I never really looked at it that much. And maybe we do that a lot more than I take credit for. But mm. I really thought that was very impressive. We definitely and, do. And that's and that's one like, thing when, that, when I recognised um, it last week, didn't we? When we had like Moda and, and Wepu like playing on the yes. wings at one point, like they do just swap around quite a lot. Just it must be around. a big headache for the opposition. And yeah, and I, 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 I've mentioned people. it against Newcastle. I always go back to it when we beat them three 0 and when when Welbeck and we we arguably had our most clinical best day attacking wise we've had under Potter, where Welbeck, Mope, and Trossard were just on it completely on it, and that is literally what Welbeck brings. I mean, that is one thing that I really, really didn't didn't um, 
appreciate until that Newcastle day. And obviously he comes back into the side, instantly makes us better, instantly makes us better. And it's undeniably better because him and Mope complement each other so well. And, and Welbeck's got the intelligent experience to you know play that way. Uh, it's just a shame he's always injured because genuinely I, I I really rated him. And yes, okay, they both missed sitters and whatever, but I, I really didn't appreciate their attacking play. And McAllister equally, I thought he was really really impressive. I mean, he had a bit of a shaky start, um, but he I think he's got a start now. You know, people were saying he's, he's 23. This is the time he's got to be getting the most game time in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's vital for him. His delivery was good as well for a couple of free um, kicks. So he took yeah, I just he had a few shots as well. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just he's just very. He's just very lively. He looks like a footballer. I don't know how to explain it, but he looks like a footballer. He walks around with a bit he's of an arrogance. 10. He walks around I'm like so he's glad we've yeah. got a proper number ten. Yeah, and he looks he looks like a proper a proper Argentinian footballer. Like he's got it, you know. So I want to see him a lot more because I really do like him. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I, I think he's brilliant. He's just like he's something different, isn't he, McAllister? I feel like yeah, you know, he, he, no one else sort of can do what he, he can. He can get squad. deeper as well, can't he? That's the good yeah. thing about him. He, he doesn't necessarily just have to play uh, you know, yeah. off the striker. He can go deeper, and that's what is mm. so. I mean, to be fair, that's probably credit to Potter because um, I thought defensively McAllister was really good. He was putting in some good challenges, and he was getting bad at some mm. points. But, you know, that's something that we probably wouldn't have seen from McAllister when we first signed him. So that's a bit of like, you know, you're in England now, you've got to start toughening up a little mm. bit. But, you know, at the same time, use your South Africa, South American flair even and, um, you know, take some players on. But, yeah, I I, yeah. He, I think he's pretty much getting new every part of the game to him now. No, 100%. And just a really random one, because I, I, I don't know why this has popped into my head. I just remember from the second half, Adam Lallana, basically, what I, wanted, I just want to make a statement right now. Adam Lallana, if you're, if you're watching this podcast, which you're definitely not, Please stop shooting. Just don't shoot anymore. Just please don't shoot. That's all I'm asking you. I just remember the one in the second half where he absolutely skied it. And yeah. I was just like, how can you just not get it on target, pal? Like, you're, you're brilliant. You're, you're like, everything else, fine. Do you Keep doing what you're doing. You're brilliant. You are a very good player and you're a great leader and you are very good. But please just stop shooting. Like, it really <laughs> bugs me. Yeah, like, or just, you, or you just, just do better. Yeah, he just can't. He just can't shoot. He just can't. Like, speaking of <laughs> speaking of not being able to shoot, great segue. Now um, we're going to be down to two strikers because it's rumored that Aaron Connolly is going to be going alone to Middlesbrough. Yes. Uh, which you know, people immediately you've got to think: Does that mean we're going to bring in a third striker? Because we've seen how bad it's been when we ha- we've only had like one available striker. Had to play Trossard at full nine for like three games in a row at one point. We can't do the second half of the season with just Welbeck and Neil Mope. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. We can't. We can't. We can't do no, a title charge with two strikers. No, we, can't, we, can't. <laughs> we can't. Exactly. We charge. really can't. Unless Welbeck yeah, really somehow well. manages to get some like mad injection where he turns into like a 19 year old again and balls out and yeah. scores at the burner bow because he's nah, like he did for all, Man United. Like them all levels. Joking Unless aside, he does that, there's no chance. Yeah. All joking aside, if if Connolly does go out, we have like. There's no ifs, buts, or maybes, but we only do absolutes. We have to get, yeah, we have to get striker. In. Like you can't, to. you can't let Connolly go out and for us and to be get left your with time. Yeah, and get, that's look, what time. Do you is. know what, right? You know, right? <laughs> we, we, we've obviously bantered off off uh, off air, like we bantered about Nick and Ketia. Like you know, you're a big fan of his. I'm a bit more skeptical on him. Like will he consistently do it? To However, be with you, I just, I just, on. I just think he's the only one. Only one on the market at the moment. If if we're looking purely January, we have not got a choice, really, have we? I mean, who are yeah. we looking at? We can't be splashing seventy five million on Darwin Nunez, so we, we've got to be looking at Eddie and Ketia. I mean, there isn't there isn't really anyone out there that's 
probably as good as he is for the price we're going to get him for and potential yeah. that we've got him for. You know, he's only 22. I mean, there's so much time for him to, to improve as a footballer. And obviously under Potter, I don't doubt he'll get the best out of him. Um, but I just, I just think he's the only one out there for probably sub 10 million pounds. Yes, you might say that's a sub bit of money. 10, on a player that's, that's, sub 10, that's... Well, I was thinking more than that. Probably, they'll probably ask for more than that. Well, I reckon they're out, out, like 15, And he's rejected by 20. Oh, yeah. His contract's yeah. out at the end of the year, so 10, they're not going to let him mil? not go. 10, yeah, 10, 15. 10. Yeah, yeah, 10, 15. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think I think he's the answer. I mean, he's the only answer we've got at the moment. People can say, well, you know, but he's the only answer we've got. I mean, unless we know some guy that I've never heard of from the Dutch fourth tier. Which realistically know, it probably will be. Rather, <laughs> yeah. All we recall is Akiri. That's that could yeah. be an option. And I've seen yeah. come back. He's not actually officially back with us, but he's back because uh, of his injury. Yeah, he's, injury he's back yeah. with our yeah. medical team. Still contracted to Stoke, but... Whether that happens or not, he only played like three games for them, didn't he? Like 150 yeah, minutes yeah. or something like that. I don't think he's not, the answer not, this not season. The best, not the best yeah, loan yeah. move, unfortunately, for him. Yeah. Obviously, rid of yeah. injuries. But, but uh, yeah. yeah, right. Sorry, I know what you were saying, Maz, and I had to text my mum to tell her to stop hoovering. Uh, <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't say my piece of Nketiah. Um, I reckon, yeah, I reckon go for it, right? I did probably give you a bit of stick. I was like, there's no way he's not the one, but... And I, and I know it was only against Sunderland where he scored a few goals and caught the eye of everyone. But the th- yeah, like you said, right. he's a one-touch finisher, and that's exactly what we need. Exactly, yeah. and, and, and you know, you say I was just Sunderland, whatever. But you still got to oh, score those goals. You still got to score yeah. those goals. Um, you know, they were good finishes, and they were finishes of a poacher, and that is exactly what he is. He's a poacher. He's a fox in the box, and that's yeah. what we don't have at the moment. We don't have someone who's there sniffing around for a half a chance to smash it into the back of the net, and we need someone <clears throat> that's going to score from six yards out because that's what we really, really, really don't have at the moment. We don't have anyone that's going to put the ball away reliably from six yards out. We've got Mope who can score bangers like that, score overhead kicks, and you know save games in the last he, second. He, he We've got Trossard who can have yeah, he's like no. sitters. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly sitters, no. because <laughs> sitters are sitters are not easy to score, um, and that's why only a select few players score sitters so consistently. <clears throat> Glenn Murray. So you know you don't come across Glenn Murray all the time, and I'm not saying Eddie Nketiah is Glenn Murray. But he is a poacher, and that's what he does. He scores goals from six yards out. He scores the ugly ones, and that's what we need. We need some ugly goals because yeah. it's all well and good scoring worldies, but you're not going to score worldies all the time. You're not going to score last-minute dramatics all the time. We need someone that's no. going to score consistently, and Eddie Nketiah is the only one we've got uh, out in. there. And yes, his goal-scoring record isn't the greatest, but you look through literally any highlights reel of Eddie Nketiah. He can play on the left. He can play up front. He's, he's a fox in the say box. That. He, he's got it to him. He's only 22 years old. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be judging his Premier League championship record this soon in his career. He's got plenty of time. And I really do believe that, you know, if we, if we can get him for a decent price, okay, if it flops, it flops, but it's a relatively low risk for what it's going to be worth, I think, because we haven't really got any other choice. It might be a bit yeah, harder I, to get him now. And I know they might offer him more improved contract because of the whole Bamyang situation of him potentially leaving. And in January, so it might be a bit harder to get him if they do. Then go right. We actually need another striker. I've, They'll either go I've, out and get another a replacement Bamang or try and keep yeah. hold of. I, I think yeah. as long as as long as we don't pay over the odds for him, I'm more yeah. than happy to to get him in because, like Ryan said, if for example it doesn't work out, you still sell him for probably the same amount you bought him for, or maybe lose five mil on him. Like worst case scenario. So and also as well, like Ryan again, not to replicate what Ryan said, but yeah, he is pretty much the only option available in mm. January. And if Connolly goes out, we have to get someone in. There's no doubt. And about the number like, seven kit number is available. Oh my god! Thank God for that. 
Thank so, God yeah. for that. And it's got in case his name on it, hopefully. Just just quickly, just before like we, we move on from the whole Connolly thing, let's talk about Connolly in terms of like the benefits of what yeah, what it can mean for him. So if that borough deal goes through, like fair play to Middlesbrough, they're actually what playoffs at the moment, they're flying. I think they've last five games they've won or no, they've picked up thirteen from fifteen. Uh they've had five clean sheets. They're basically playing really, really well under uh, Wilder. Your best like, mate must pay for him, oh, as Wilder. if you know that much about him. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my best mate does play for them. But anyway, um, hopefully, yeah, oh mate, so he like, can give us some inside scoop on how it's all going. And also, yeah, Chris yeah. Wilder. Hopefully, I know. I always used to say it was. I used to say I wish he goes to Middlesbrough because Neil Water, Neil Warnock was the manager. But now, obviously, he's gone. And it's Chris Wilder. Still, though, yeah. decent personality to hopefully. Drill it into Yeah, Wilder seems like the sort of person that would really humble him, and that's what he needs. He needs to be humble. He needs someone to tell him off. But I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, the 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 likelihood is he finds another light club in in Middlesbrough. Well, my friend said that he'll just get an Uber down to Newcastle. Go to Bijou and gas and Georgia Shaw on that. Mate, this is the thing. Like middle, like Middlesbrough, obviously, yeah, it's like right next to Newcastle. So yeah, it's true. I didn't even think about that as a party boy. He, you know, he's definitely going right up there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's a brilliant place for him to go. But like you said, Wilder, he's if there's going to be any manager that's going to drill it into him and be like, look, you fucking better buck your ideas up, otherwise you're finished. It's like you you know, so like for me, he's come to a point in his career now where it's like you either like crack on now, mate, or just give it up. Like what? Like you go, you got to get come to a to a cross point where you're like, right, I've either got to just really get on with it or. It's just this is not for me. <laughs> like go play in League One, League Two, do whatever you want. Like it's just it's, surely you must come as a player. You must come to a crossroads and be like, right, what do I want to do in my career? Because otherwise, I'm just going to piss up all the wall, become like a Ravel Morrison, like someone that you know. What what if? What could have happened? You know, all these bags of potential, but now you just pissed up the wall uh, quite literally. So yeah, I, what, I mean, um, I, 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 I want him to do well. Though. I want him to do well. Yeah. Yeah. And Warren Aspinall said it um, just before the game. I was, cause I was listening to the radio because we literally were running so late for the game. And uh, Warren Aspinall knows, uh, you know, he was saying he said he was guilty of it when he was when he was a, f- a footballer. He said that you know he, he was guilty of going to the pub, you know, five days a week and and ruining yeah, yeah. what what should have been in his career. And they said it only hits him. You know, he says, "Oh, you know, I'll be all right. I'll be fine." But it's only when you get, when you get to the end of your career and when Aaron Connolly's 35 and he realises he's not really done anything in his career apart yeah. from you know going out drinking all the time which is great I'm not saying don't go out and enjoy yourself but I'm saying at the same time you're a footballer you're being paid to do what most boys dreams are I mean my dream is all my life is when you're a kid I want to play yeah. football you know I want to play at big stadiums I still would love to play in big stadiums never going to happen but I'd love to <laughs> you'd live in my dream but yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't. He just doesn't take it seriously enough. I mean, equally, like you know, see Deli Ali. He's on TikTok making TikToks. I mean, he's he's got the quality to be. He had numbers better than Lampard and Gerrard at one point back when 2016. So you know what what happened to that? He wasted five years of his career. I mean, we've also seen the Jose Mourinho thing where he's having a go at him, saying you know yeah, you're yeah. 20 now. He said you're. He said Mourinho said you know yesterday I was 20. Now I'm 56. He said yeah. that's how quick time flies. Yeah, he said yeah. you need to seriously. So because you'll be 56. And you'll be regretting everything you've done over the past. Mm. But, you know, it doesn't go into these people's heads. You know, it went in yeah. one ear and out the other for Deadly Alley. And, and unless it, unless he, um, does listen now. Yeah. 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 I, I don't, I don't think Aaron Connolly is going to be much different, but I hope yeah. for his sake and I hope for our sake, he does change it around because no, he's clearly got something about him. Otherwise, Potter wouldn't keep trying to play him. Um, yeah. but 
you've got to show for it now because it's yeah you're at the point now where don't impress here and you're being sold off and that's it we won't see him again in the Premier League at least you know unless he really does go set it alight but yeah, like an like an Adam Armstrong kind of kind of vibe. Like, he's yeah. a very similar similar player, isn't he? He reminds me yeah. of Adam Armstrong. Yeah. Like small, yeah. stocky, like you know that that kind of kind of kind of player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I and can like, finish. You know, on his day, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can score goals. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just not shown it enough. But yeah, no, exactly. But oh, yeah, just just to draw the line on that one. Look, I wish him all the best. I hope he smashes it at Middlesbrough uh, if he goes, obviously. But yeah, yeah just um, yeah, yeah, whether he does it or not is, is remains to see. Yeah, sort, yeah. sort your sort your life. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Not that so, much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, I think we've pretty much covered most things, boys. I suppose it's just yeah. Chelsea uh, preview, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. Chelsea. We spoke tomorrow. about the ticket exchange thing. Um, last, oh yes. Well, we spoke about it in the last episode, but obviously, then Paul mm. Barber recently came out with a statement saying yes. it was just clickbait. I haven't seen this statement. Um, I, yeah, yeah basically, basically, I think he just like kind he basically of, disregarded yeah, basically disregarded the whole. It. He disregarded the whole shock. argument, yeah. um, and he basically said it was click. We, uh, the person who wrote the article, sorry, we are uh, Brighton. Just for, right, I think. Yeah, a bit, a bit of context for a bit of context. Uh, we are Brighton. One of their journalists wrote an article about the situation, about the ticket situation, how it's really difficult to share tickets. Basically, you know, talked about the whole, the whole thing. Affecting the atmosphere, and, blah, yeah, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah, affecting yeah. the atmosphere, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then Paul Barber, uh, I think the Paul Barber, I saw it, or he he got he was given, asked it, was, I think, in a press conference. Yeah, got, yeah in a press conference, yeah. And then he basically said, uh, oh, they're just doing it for clickbait, which <laughs> I found a bit bizarre because uh, I don't think that's the response you should be really giving to fans who are no. just bringing up legitimate, legitimate concerns. Yeah, like, legit. We're, we're not, we're not, we're, we're not, we're, you know, yeah, we're not just trying to make a fuss out of nothing. I think it was just, there are legitimate concerns like ticket sharing's difficult, uh, you know, getting to the ground, for example, you know, you know, all these little, like, I mean, little he was things. saying that to the most followed page of most followed Brighton page as well. Like we are Brighton are pretty huge for like a, the club that yeah, we are, their fan, following fan is massive. Like, and yeah. like, they're not going to just put out some like willy nilly article and look like mugs. Like they're going to put real words yeah. and real research behind it. And yeah, just to have yeah. it like brushed off like that by Paul Barber. Yeah, it, a, yeah, yeah. it weren't great. It was, yeah, left a sour taste in a lot of Brighton fans. Mouth, that's for sure. Um, yeah, no, well, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's going to hopefully see that his idea of maybe it will be a little money making scheme that people will have to pay like 30 quid to be a member and then 20 quid to share. That's 50 quid already just from one person. Yeah. Maybe obviously people aren't doing that because they don't want to spend 50 quid on 30 quid. And or people 20 will quid. say, you know, people will go, oh, there's only 20 quid. But then that 20 quid is in another person's 20 quid. So that's 40 quid, 50 quid, whatever it is, adds up. And you've got that same conversation that we're having right now. But across thirty thousand people, they're all having the exact same conversation. I'd be, oh, sorry, man, I can't go to the game. Do you want to take my ticket? You got to pay twenty quid to sign up, and you, I'll, I'll, you know, you got to pay twenty well, quid, 30 to, quid to sign up, well. then twenty quid to take off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's gonna go, oh, nah, don't worry about it, then, mate. Actually, yeah, that's gonna apply for thirty thousand people because everyone's gonna say the same thing. And uh, human nature, we're all the same, right? We're all going to say the same thing. We're all going to say, oh, no, it's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. We'll just leave it. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. And I'm not, I'm not spending 40 quid to go to the game. It's all right. I just got myself a ticket. You know, that's, that's how it's going to go for everyone. So don't, you know, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I'm not, I'm not trying to slate everything because to be fair, the, um, the atmosphere was very good the other night. And that was mm. on a minimal, you know, sort of, um, fan base. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm wary that I've been a bit critical, but at the same time, yeah, it is, um, yeah. You'll make the money back yeah. on pints and food. Like some that fan might spend a tenner. The fan that did what maybe wouldn't spend the fifty quid sign up. The way Paul 
Yeah, but the way Paul Barber's looking at it, he's like, well, we can make £40, definitely. Whereas you're risking to make £10, you know? Like, he's thinking for yeah. a business, which is fair enough. Like, I get yeah. it. I, I, but get, it was, I get that was it. That was if it worked. If it worked in numbers for his, if everyone yeah. kept doing the 50 bid thing, then he would yeah, make a lot of money. Doesn't. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. people no do get do to a point where, you know, you just go, forget it then. You know, it does, yeah. it will get to that. You can't just keep milking it and you can't keep milking fans because they will just go, mate, you know what? I just don't oh, yeah. about it. I'll just leave it. You know, just to be clear, we'll just to be clear, anyone. just to be clear, to put it on record, I I think it's a farce. Like, I, I think yeah. it's ridiculous to, to to sign up for twenty quid and then to pay another twenty quid. I think it's an absolute shambles. Like, mm. but I'm just thinking from like their perspective, like why, like why they? I'm trying to think why would they be doing it? And I suppose they just want to make as much revenue to then obviously yeah, benefit us. Dollar, isn't it? That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, well, yeah. Um, obviously, it benefits them, but it also benefits the club. You know, if we can bring in better yeah. players, and it, but it also as well, I think I think a big thing is as well as fans, if we saw that money being well spent. We'd be like, okay, cool. That's all good. But I mean, we haven't seen in the transfer window maybe as much as we'd like with, for example, up front, you know, we haven't seen them splash out, you know, the, the kind of money that we'd like I to see. Well, I just, know, so like... I just done the maths quickly before I forget. So basically I've done the maths of like 30,000 people uh, spending th- uh, 50 quid. So that's if they haven't already, that's, that's if they're not already a Brighton member, which is 30 quid. So let's say they, each of those thousand people, uh, 30,000 people done the got, 50 quid thing with one person, it'd be 1.5 million. But yeah, that, you, pretty... you've, got bear, you've got to bear in mind though. The thir- so you'd be better off doing like ten thousand or fifteen thousand because obviously not not thirty thousand people would be giving their ticket away. But no, so maybe that's the maths that Paul Barber done. So saying if if one of these fans didn't make one of the games, if thirty thousand people done it, but let's say if less, yeah, twenty thousand people then. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like ten. No, I'll do like ten because like ten thousand not going is more is more you know is more realistic. I mean ten thousand. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll I'm talking about the whole me. season though. The whole season, not just in the one thing match. Is we're right? we're going to talk oh, about okay. finance right, of the right. club and you know the, you know different finance going to different things. It's like, you know not every single penny that's made for the club goes into transfers, nor does it go into their pockets, no, course, nor does course. it go into anything yeah. else. Um, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, I I um I just think yeah it is it just gets to a point, isn't it, with with all of sort of modern football at the moment, and we we spoke about it you know more recently in the past uh we've spoken about the sort of way modern football's going but i think you know if, if there's anything to base it off i mean you look at the last game you look at the atmosphere they're probably one of the best you've had at the amex since may time last uh, this year even i thought it was, I thought it was new year's um well, may time last game year. against september um, leicester was all right towards the end of the game yeah so you know you, apart from those really um there there isn't too much to really show for it so yeah, it's, it's something that the club have to get their head around because, um, you know, it works both ways. You know, you can say fans need to make more of a noise. Fans make more of a noise if they're entertained. To be entertained, you need some something back from the club, you know. So it, it literally does go both ways. It is a 50-50 split. At yeah. the same time, you know, I saw Andy Naylor, um, a few a few journos as well, talking about the fact that, you know, f- winning makes, f- you know, fans magically more happy, which obviously it does, you know, scoring goals. Fans are going to be happier when they see goals scored. And Naylor said that, you know, we've played pretty much the same, but, you know, we haven't got the results, in, you know, in the last couple of years. We've, we've played pretty much the same, yet fans have still been agitated. But that is the thing. If we don't score, fans won't be pleased because not everyone looks at football on a deep, yeah. uh, you know, Graham Potter level or even on our level. You know, that's before we even get to Graham Potter level. We don't even, you know, we analyse the game, we talk about it. People don't even do that. People will just watch it and want to see goals scored. And that's how football works. You know, football fans all around the world watch goal, watch games to see goals scored. That's what they do. That's what makes people happy. And if you're not seeing that, you're not going to get an atmosphere. And if you're not going to get an atmosphere, things go a bit stale. And if you see this club then starting to, you know, rinse some more money out of you, 
that's when people start turning their backs and that's yeah. what the situation has been happening so exactly. yeah it, it literally it is a, it is literally it works both ways that's what i'm trying yeah. to say no 100 percent. and then finally then boys um yeah chelsea tomorrow so uh, i am I'm, I'm i'm going ben was meant to go um and then and ryan ryan's up north so um yeah i mean uh, it's going to be yeah interesting. Chelsea obviously playing pretty well. They have, however, in saying that, obviously they are flying high. Yeah, yeah, they they are they have been a little bit bit faltering a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've been showing signs of weakness, so to speak. So you never know. You never know. We go into the game off the back of a good result. You never know. Take a point. We, we could, yeah, I take. Oh, oh, I would take a point all day long. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there is invincibles like maybe they were a bit um, earlier in the season where they were just like basically yeah, banging flying, goals they, like a machine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 literally smashing it. We done so, well um, against them, didn't we? Um, in last season at Stamford Bridge, I remember it was literally like one 0 like, Didn't mm-hmm. Welbeck like hit the bar from like a long range so, goal? Yeah. That was when like the riots were going on. And we yeah, we yes. played really, really well and Super really took the game to them. So obviously that was without fans, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling a bit confident. Not not overly so. Pretty disappointed. That I can't go to the game now, which is probably yeah, I'm feeling a bit less confident. But yeah, mm. I feel like we could do something. We could take the game to them, like you said. Like they they were out of form. We got a decent result against Villa. Uh, Lukaku's now back, and that that mm. changed it, didn't he? That second half substitution where he came on changed the whole game. Yeah. Whether Dan Burner Webster, if it's a back four, can deal with Lukaku, we shall see. That would be. That'll be quite something. Down Webster's, blab, Webster's down got blab, a bit of settling to do, hasn't he? Actually, that's that's one player mm. I'd probably pick out. Uh, Webster's, you know, he's been out for a, a long time, hasn't he? Really, and all the time he keeps getting towards being better, he gets injured again. Um, and now we've got a situation where Webster's got to build himself back up, and he's not got Dunk next to him, so it, it did feel a bit. Um, Webster did feel a bit shaky at times, to be fair, um, because there was, a, there was multiple situations where the ball come over, and there was no pressure on him, and and with Dunk or even Ben White, he'd chest that down and play out a simple ball, whereas Webster was just clearing a header mm. and it was just going back into the air and you'd be like, well, what were you doing, mate? You know, just take it down and, 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 you know, but that's just, I think it's just the injuries yeah. has really halted Webster. But hopefully, and yeah, I, it's going to be a tough game, Chelsea. It's yeah, really, it's really going to be a tough game. That's the thing. I, I feel like um, going, before, um, before like the last week or so, um, they would have been like without Lukaku, well, not without Lukaku, but like Lukaku wasn't really looking great. But then I watched him the other day against, uh, who was it, Villa? Villa, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, and mate, he was fucking. Clinical mad. header, wasn't like, it? Was it? Yeah, yeah mate, he, he's, he's, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. great, great header. Although Mings was very questionable. Mings was, yeah. Um, yeah, very True. questionable. But. Shock. Um, <laughs> what was but, surprised about that for? But then for the uh, penalty for the third goal, he was just, oh, mate. He, the way he just powered through, I think like he had like three defenders just knocked him off, knocked him off, got taken down, and they obviously scored their third goal and like finished. Mm off the game mm. so I don't know Lukaku now back he's like, a monster you know, isn't he yeah he, he got man of the match in 45 minutes so it just yeah. shows he's you know, a beast he, yeah he's but a we've beast. got so, our own beast in uh, Dan Byrne so we'll shall see there you <laughs> go yeah Dan, Dan Byrne versus uh, you know, you're, you know like you've got like uh, Godzilla versus uh um, oh god you know like those like DC films film. where like two beasts yeah, yeah, going yeah. head to head that's literally <laughs> we could pay that like there's going to be a pretty uh, I'm, I'm worried though like now that you've said that Maz when he was through on goal when you got Esri Consa yeah. trying to catch up with him imagine Dan Byrne trying to catch up with him it's going to yeah, be yeah. when, when, be when, bit, he, when he gets going there. When he gets going, there's, I don't think there's many defenders mm. in the league that can stop him. Uh, no, so yeah, no, getting uh, cr- stepped on by Lukaku, probably. Yeah, no, you know what, right? I really, really wouldn't put it past Tarek to just crunch him because he's he's so <laughs> small, but he's genuinely really strong. So you know, you saw what he did to Grealish. Remember, he turned him inside out. He has a little bits of skill. 
But then at the same time, he can crunch someone. He yeah. really can crunch someone. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tarrant do back something at the like bridge that. with fans as well. So okay. yes, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Bang up, bang yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good point. Yeah, good point. All right. Well, look, predictions, boys. Ryan, let's start us off with you. Uh, predictions, predictions for Chelsea. I'm gonna I'm gonna go positive and hope that we can get a point. And I'm gonna say one all. I reckon. I think Mopé's on a bit of run at the minute. He looks clinical um, and he's looking positive. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Mopé's gonna score for us. I mean, you can take your pick as two scores for Chelsea. To be honest, um, they they have got a few that are gonna knock some goals in. So probably the phenom, that, Christian Pulisic. He's like the best. Christian Pulisic, guy. Oh my god, he's such a baller, right? bro. For real. Oh my. But no, um, <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I am worried about uh, Christian Pulis swag, but um, no. Overall, he plays centre mid, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. yeah he does. He's like centre mid. Centre mid. He's centre midfield. He stood there like he's, he's like the biggest. He's like I'm not. I'm probably Pulis's number one fan. He's like he plays centre midfield, right? He's like yeah, definitely. He's the phenom yeah. guy. Oh, Shout out, Zach. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah, it should be fair. Marcus, yeah, we got him a free ticket, bro. He's like, for real, bro. No, but yeah, I, we're going to be, you can be tough, but one all. I'm going to say one all. Yeah. One-all. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm the same as Ryan. I'm not going to mess about one all. Yeah. One all. What do you reckon we'll yeah, score? Let's dude? go. Uh, yeah, I reckon. I, reckon, yeah, I, reckon I think we're going to be Paul I'm going to say a uh, really thrilling nil nil. A thrilling nil nil. Will I say that, actually? Yeah. looking hard. Yeah. Go on then. Nil nil. Nil nil. Two decent nil. defences. Two decent goalkeepers. Nil-nil. Nice. Okay. I'm right. glad I'm not going now. If it is oh my God, I forgot about yeah. Edouard Mendy. I forgot about how good yeah. he is. You know, yeah. well, he's, he's been a bit shaky recently, though, in their, in their bit yeah. of form. But yeah, he has, yeah. Was it the first goal when... Uh, I know it was Rich James, obviously. It was deflected, but yeah, he, he mm. looked a bit... Looks a bit flappy, mm. but yeah, no, it should be it should be a good game, um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same as Brian. I feel I feel confident going into it, considering we finally got our first win in about three months. Um, so yeah, always always good. Uh, so anyway, boys, it's listen, lads. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. we got we got Memeless on the pod. Uh, yeah, Ryan right, Franklin's on. Now we got Memeless. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's been an absolute pleasure, lads. Of course, everyone who's been listening, uh, we really appreciate all your support. Please keep uh, streaming, liking it on uh, on YouTube. I can't get my words mixed up. Basically, do all the good stuff that helps us, so we can yes. help you. Uh, yeah. Basically, um, yeah, and, and we really appreciate all your support as per usual. And of course, keep streaming it on Spotify and Apple. And comments down below, but, boys. Let's go with. Uh... Do you know what? I don't even know. Um, Hashtag it's COVID, be gang. The... <laughs> COVID gang. Will that even be allowed? Because I swear YouTube filters comments. Oh, yeah. Don't. don't. Oh, no, but no. Um, don't do it. They probably will. Don't now. do that. Don't do that. Um, um, do you say about Trossard uh, or, or Mopé? Because yeah. they've been scoring, haven't they? Um, just, or, or everyone just put, Hey, Neil, Mopé. Neil, Mopé. Yeah, right. Let's go with that. There you go. That's your comment right. down below this week for YouTube. So I really appreciate it. Ooh. Peace out. We'll see you did after the get, again. Sorry, quickly. Did anyone get like a Brighton-related Christmas present? My mum got me this, right? And I don't know if she thinks I'm yes. like a 12-year-old, uh, but she got me this. It's like, you know, those letters that you put up. <laughs> I love that. Can you see him? Yeah, that is, that is very like... Very, proper 12-year-old. Uh, I got a new she thought it would be for my set. Oh, very on, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, very, very nice, nice, very nice. Oh, is, by the way, has anyone, does anyone know uh, the white training kick? Can we get that yet or not? See, oh, I, yeah, got I, the that available, that is... I got the mid layer, but it didn't really fit me that well. So I'm going to change yeah. it for the hoodie because it looks nice. Yeah, though. mate, they're un- so, mate the, the white training kit is... It is nice. 
Lovely, lovely. Um, all right, boys. Peace out, eight times down, and we'll see you after the Chelsea game. Peace. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.